0: It is nine minutes after 11 o'clock. Good morning, you're listening to The Talking Point. My name is Oliver Dixon. An incredibly important conversation we're about to have on the Medical Wednesday feature here on the show. We're going to be talking about bowel cancer and overall gut health. It's it's one of those things we don't think about when we think about our overall health. Uh, our, the, the state of our gut and our gut health is sort of last on the list of concerns that we have, but it really is... Um, in many ways, are the core of what keeps our bodies balanced and functioning. And this is why this is an important conversation. Uh, Dr. Tulo Mulefi is with us, and he's going to be a part of this conversation. I didn't know this, but March is actually uh, National Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. And I guess to that extent, it's an important conversation. Dr. Mulefi is a specialist and a senior lecturer at the Department of Medical Oncology at Steve Biko Academic Hospital at the University of Pretoria. You can be a part of this conversation, 086-000-2032. That's the number to die. And you can also send us a WhatsApp voice on 0614-104-107. Dr. Mulefi, good morning.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Let's start here. Uh, When we say the phrase gut health, what does that mean? I think gut health to me would mean
1: that um, for one, making sure that your bowels function the way they're supposed to at optimal, um, you know, um, function, either that being that you are not having uh, diarrhea, you're not vomiting, you're not having abdominal pains. So mainly that everything is at that normal function.
0: Yeah. Um, and when 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 we then say normal function, it means that I need to have a regular bowel movement, right If I have an irregular bowel movement, something is off uh, am I am I understanding that correct?
1: That'd be correct. but again, then there's you no know, variance to normality. Um, yes some people go to the bathroom every day, others don't. It's all dependent on how much you're eating, what your metabolic rate is. but generally we it's it's the process of knowing what's normal for you and knowing what's abnormal so that you can then you know, know when to take action.
0: Yeah. Uh, so at what point do you know that it may be abnormal? Like,
1: If you know that you usually just pass a bowel stool every second day or every other day, and all of a sudden now you're passing five stools a day, um, or you were mm. uh, regular passing stools on a daily basis, and now... All of a sudden, you know, you you constipated the whole time. It's taking you a week to pass a stool. You're having abdominal pain. You're feeling nauseous. You're feeling just a general unwellness. You know about. Mm. I think it's it's about knowing what's normal for you, and then seeking help when when that deviates.
0: Mm. Does that include things like constipation?
1: Yes, it does. Um, constipation is not a normal thing, of course. Um, but then, constipation does not generally mean. Um, the absence of passing stools for a lot of people think that you know, if I go for a couple of days uh, without passing stools, I'm constipated, which is which is not the case, it's just that your bowels depended on again how much you're eating and um, what, what um, the metabolic rate is mm. that is then de- define your constipation mm,
0: mm. and and so with. Gut health is one of the things you need to check up regularly as you check up other things, right? Uh, Typically, I've I've never been to my GP for a regular checkup and there was a discussion about uh, testing my stools, for instance, uh, or um, I've never done a colonoscopy, for instance. Um, So I've never really had my gut health and my gut system medically checked out. How often should that be done? Um. Sadaka doesn't have a screening uh, program.
1: However, we follow international guidelines. And the, the recommendation is that from the age of 50, um, you should be getting screened. Uh, from, from the, the age of? Either from the age of 50.
0: Okay. You should be getting that's, screened that's for. Based on international
1: data. For colon cancer. So either in the way of testing your school stool for occult blood or going for a colonoscopy or a barium enema, depending on where you are, or a CT mm. colon geography.
0: How 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 common is colon or uh, colorectal cancer? Um, in South Africa, it's the
1: second after prostate cancer for men and the third in women after breast and cervical cancer.
0: And is there a a, a, a common cause? Is it a lifestyle? Uh, a, a, is it lifestyle factors that aggravate and exacerbate it, or is it really just bad luck?
1: Of course, there's risk factors that go. Um, with these things, um, some people have uh, genetic um, predispositions um, with with uh, hereditary um, adenomatous um, 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 uh, issues that then develop, re- increase the risk of developing these cancers. But mostly, are just uh, environmental in the way of what we eat: uh, eating high fatty foods, eating high uh, processed meats, having uh, meals with low fiber, high calorie dense meals, obesity
0: uh consuming large amounts of
1: alcohol and tobacco. Those are sort of the risk factors that that increase your risk of developing this cancer.
0: Mm. Give us a call. zero eight six triple zero two zero three two zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. 2032 if you have a question uh for Dr. mulefi this morning. Um and if you would like to maybe also ask questions about your own gut health and, and, and how things are going in your system. Um Within the gut, we were always told that there must be a balance of good and bad bacteria. What are those sets of bacteria that are important for that, uh, let's call it homeostasis? Um,
1: we all do not have the same um, microbiome. Um, so you get a lot of organisms that within your gut health, um, in the way that simulate the meals that you take, break them down, can result in a high... Um, High um, elevation in, in carcinogens within the bowels from reactive oxygen species or how the immune system within your bowel reacts to certain organisms is all various variations towards everyone else. So, But the high issue of people being always on antibiotics and changing the microbiome, um, again, all mm. these meals also increase, increase those risk of cancer. But everyone's microbiome is quite different and can be um, altered by having a uh, poor diet and in high use of antibiotics. Mm, mm.
0: And, and things like probiotics, does that uh, balance the high use of antibiotics? Uh,
1: probiotics haven't been shown to actually um, alter your risk of, of colon cancer. There's no real um, data that suggests that using probiotics will reduce your risks of of, of, of colon cancer.
0: Mm. So,
1: what... However, there are certain things that, that have been shown to be pro- sort of uh, leading towards being uh, protective. So things such as um, um, anti-stereoidal, anti-inflammatories have been shown despite the evidence being low. Uh, Hormone replacement has also been such folates, Mm, uh, vitamins, mm. particularly calcium and high fiber have been shown to be protective or showing a signal that they might be protective, but there's no real strong evidence for that. Mm, mm. Uh, So what do probiotics actually do? Probiotics just really then alter the the organisms. We all have organisms in our bowels. So depending on the balance of these bowels, you can have good good bacteria, bad bacteria. So the balance of that can be altered by these probiotics in trying to increase the amount of, say, good uh, uh, antimicrobials in your gut, which will then not really result in high inflammation when Mm. they do then eat up or whatever... Uh, is in your bowel in the way of of, of food or alcohol or things
0: like that. Mm, mm. And alcohol, uh, <laughs> my doctor always tells me, is is massively contributes towards dehydration. Coffee, I drink a lot of coffee, it massively contributes to dehydration, and that usually isn't good for the gut. How true is that?
1: Um, I think anything that alters the your bowel motions or the rate at which your bowels functions will do that will will cause the um issues if you are constipated for a long time and you have high uh, concentration of toxins in your body and they sit there uh, then you know they increase the exposure of these toxins within your stool through your epithelial lining of your colon so that will potentiate or alter your risk in in a way mm,
0: mm. Give us a call 086-000-2032 if you have a question or a comment uh, for Dr. Tula Mulefi, uh, who is a specialist and senior lecturer at the Department of Medical Oncology at the Steve Biko Academic Hospital. Do you have regular bowel movements? Are you worried? Do you suffer from uh, regular and continuous constipation um, that to some degree might even be debilitating? Um, It may well be that you need to get your gut checked. Uh, Do you have any other sort of questions around that, uh, specifically uh, colon cancer. Maybe you survived colon cancer. Maybe you are at risk for colon cancer. Let us know. Give us a call. 086-000-2032. Let's take a quick break. On the other side of this, we continue.
2: So I had a scope done, and the doctor told me that uh, there were polyps found in the colon. So through the scope, they went and cut and tied them up. In a way trying to really clean clean the colon of those polyps but about a day ago the same thing as it has happened i've been to a gp yesterday he then tells me that he suspected that the polyps are back so what i want to ask the doc- the doctor is what is the risk of having polyps and with that said is there anything one can do to eliminate them recurring or even having them to start with so primarily the issue i have is that uh, as and when it does after a while when i pass two there's just a lot of fresh blood coming out mm, without mm. any without any pain of any sort it just mm. actually it, it becomes uncomfortable obviously with emergency in blood when it passes tools. stools
3: mm,
0: mm. dr yeah. Malefi?
1: um so having polyps by themselves does not um, necessarily mean that they will turn cancers um so In part of the healing process of the colon, it does form uh, polyps. Um, So whether those things do develop into a cancer is dependent on the person's risk um, and risk factors. So as as an adenoma, which a polyp is, the colon has what we call an adenoma carcinoma sequence. So from a normal um, epithelium or lining of the colon towards developing a cancer. And that occurs over time from a normal epithelium to an adenoma, to a late adenoma, to an early cancer, to a late cancer. So that entire process or that sequence of events is through the accumulation of multiple genetic abnormalities within the cells of, of these adenomas, which generally takes time. So depending on your risk factors, on you know uh, whether are you having a high diet and, and processed meats, high uh, fatty meals, high alcohol consumption, obesity, um, those, you can try to, to alter those risks in that way.
0: Mm. Is that
2: helpful, Kosi? Yes, yes, it does. Uh, but I think I'll, I'll make a out with the doctor because uh, for, for more clarity, but thank you very much, it does. It thank does. you so I much call for call that.
0: Really, really thank appreciate your call, Kosi, in Krugersdorp. Dave in Cape Town. Dave, good morning. How's
2: uh, it This is a question for Dr. Monefi. Thanks for taking my So I've got a, a, an allergy to, to gluten and wheat. So if I eat a big pizza, for example, I feel tired. <clears throat> um, it's, I also have a lower back pain I'm my middle aged guy and the other night uh, my eyes got bigger than my stomach and I ate this huge pizza and the next morning my back was sore. So the short question is, is there a connection between wheat and gluten intolerance and, and wheat and gluten intake and inflammation in one's back?
0: Mm, mm. Yeah, very, very good question there. Uh, thank you so much for that, Dave. Uh, I just want to add this. There's a question from George in, in, in Soweto as well, doctor, who says, can constipation cause lower back pain or can lower back pain cause uh, constipation? I think it's related to that question uh, by Dave. Do you want to respond to that?
1: Um, because you know, it shouldn't be necessarily related. It could be just two con- coincidental uh, things that are occurring at the same time. But, of course, if you do have constipation and your bowel movements are irregular and you're having to strain and push down, that could cause a bit of back pain. But I would advise that you go in and have those things checked out to see whether they're related or just incidental findings or symptoms.
0: Right. Is that helpful, Dave? We've lost Dave over there. Zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. Doctor, let's have a listen at this WhatsApp voice note
4: hi this is daniel joshua challenge i'd just like to know from your guest uh, you know i used to go to pass out stools every morning regularly and uh, for the last year or two i seem to be going in every two or three days there's something to be concerned about and also the thing is my heating habits have changed i don't eat rice that much i just have Cereal in the morning, two slices for lunch and two slices for supper, with a sandwich and so forth. And I don't eat that much. And uh, I'm not sure whether I should be concerned. And how frequently do you go for a colon test, cancer test? And the, third, the next thing is, uh, my dad passed away with the cancer of the liver. They don't know where the cancer came from. And also, my sister passed away with cancer of the womb. Am I prone to be, I get cancer as well? Thank you, and God bless you.
0: Good question there. Uh, doctor, do you want to respond to that?
4: Yeah, so, um,
1: like I said, we, we don't have a national cancer screening program, but in any case, we use international uh, guidelines. So from the age of 50, it is um, advised that one goes for uh, screening colonoscopy uh, more either every 10 years or a sigma for every five years and to do an annual uh, fecal uh, blood tests um, to screen for these cancers. So particularly if you do have a, a family history of cancer, it does increase your risk of that you might develop um, malignancy yourself. So with the change of symptoms, as as, as uh, I have stated, I'd best uh, advise them to go for a colonoscopy and have it checked out.
0: Yeah. speak Just to that, doctor, I want to ask this question. Um, I'm certainly not yet at the age where I probably should have a colonoscopy, but something I do routinely to assist me with, with balance in my gut and, and just overall comfort uh, are colonics and colon cleansings. Are those, I mean, I grew up on it, right? Are those advisable and useful?
1: Um, the thing with colonics um, is that they could cause um, your bowels to to become legs and, well, cause you to have some um, constipation because then you are stimulating your bowel past what it does. So it then starts relaxing off and, and, and starts developing, changing how it normally functions and can cause a bit of constipation for that. And, and for evidence that colonics, any help with
0: any medical issue is really um, limited. But does it help overall with dealing with the const- or constipation in the moment? Should it be the case? And I guess or perhaps even fatigue related to that.
1: I guess in the moment it will here your constipation because your bowel will have been cleaned out, um, but whether the, there's any real benefit to doing that over a long period of time we do not know the evidence is not there
0: right give us a call if you'd like to ask dr malefie a question 086 2032 that's the number to dial 086 i'm also taking your whatsapp voice notes on 0614 104 107 0614 one zero four one zero seven tweet. Me, it is at Oliver underscore speaking on Twitter. It is Oliver Dixon on Facebook. This is the Medical Wednesday feature on the Talking Point, and you get to ask all questions relating to the conversation. It's half past eleven. Dino Mutauung has your headlines. Zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. That's the number to Dan Letise. I'm going to come to you. Let see, I'm going to come to you very very shortly. I want to read this question to uh, Doctor Malefe from uh, Mokupo, who says after eating cooked food, cooked. Um, after eating food cooked for the masses for example at a funeral wedding or unveiling uh, you find the same evening people developing runny tummies what causes that is there a correlation there
1: um generally that that sort of incidence would be based on that these people have eaten a meal most probably cooked by multiple people whether there was hand washing when it was happening uh, whether it's been stored for a long time, so usually it happens because of an uh, effective or food poisoning from mm. an organism that has overgrown in that meat.
0: Leti in Mafike, Leti good morning.
2: Dr. Anderson, my question is that: uh, is it good to take pegatips to say you're cleaning your stomach? And what can you always use to get your stomach clean if it
0: if something like that exists? Thank you. Is it good to take what? Laxatives. Oh, okay. Yes. Laxatives, Laxatives, okay. Yeah. Good question. Thank you so much for that. Um, okay. Yes, Dr. Malefi, laxatives—useful, advisable, healthy.
1: No, the overuse
0: of lexatives can actually be problematic.
1: Um, it will then generally, over time, alter your bowels and create problems that were not there. The bowel does not need to be cleaned; it cleans itself out. Mm. Um, that's why. Our stools and we have bowel So the, act- the action of cleaning out your bowel, whether it be through lexatives or, or through or uh, colonics and those sort of things, th- the evidence to say that these things are truly beneficial in the long run is not there. And it's really not advisable to do it over a long time of period without being um, assessed by a healthcare professional Mm-mm. for what the causes
0: of those constipations are. What then is overuse? How do you know if you're overdoing it? Um, it would be a difficult um,
1: question to answer to define what overuse is. Um, uh, but, you know, it's your bowels are, are meant to function. Um, they they function properly. They've got a nervous system that acts um, in propulsing food all the way from your mouth down to your anus. So that function is there, and it's, 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 it comes free of charge without letting you to add anything to yeah. it. So they, that, that statement to me would be that If you feel that your bowel habits or your bowel motions have changed over a short period of time, to then go seek uh, the the necessary help. I think we should get away from uh, self-medicating for any symptoms that we feel is problematic without being assessed by a healthcare professional.
0: Will it self-regulate?
1: It does. It's designed to do that. Um, It's designed to self-regulate
0: but after how long doctor how do you know okay this is taking too long (laughs) now. i need to seek medical attention
1: okay so um it's said that constipation by definition is less than three stools per week Uh, but of course like i said in the beginning um, it's all dependent on the amount of food you eat and your own metabolic rate so Anything less than that, if you're passing a stool per week and you're passing you a regular, you know what your regular mm-hmm. bowel movements are without you feeling any sort of discomfort or feeling uh, that you are ill or or something is going wrong. So despite that, it's it's prudent that people by themselves know. Um, you can give that arbitrary number, which is given in literature, that three uh, stools uh, per week is constipation. And well, then you then go seek help if you know that your entire life, you do not eat that much or um, your, your bowel habits have been regular like that. You're not feeling any discomfort from this. It's not changing. Um, you then define it as, as abnormal. So and the general consensus is that you don't. It's yeah. all inter, inter, in, dependent on the person and at the time and what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Just a, a quick question here from Phil on the WhatsApp line who says please ask the doctor what type of food should one have after a colonoscopy?
1: You can go back to your normal diet after your colonoscopy.
0: Immediately Depending after. On our
1: okay. Immediately after. Remember, colonoscopy generally, the person who's had a colonoscopy will feel very hungry before because we do something called a brow prep, um, which cleans out the bowel so that when you insert the colonoscope, this rigid um, tube with a camera at it, that it's clear. So, usually we do that brow prep. So, people usually at that time point, their bowels are completely cleaned if the, the, the bowel prep has been done optimally. Yeah. But you can go back to a normal diet, um, avoiding um, like I said, high-calorie foods, high-fatty foods, high-processed meats in order to just alter your risk. Mm-hmm. But a normal diet will be sufficient.
0: When, when If you, you now do some test or you do a colonoscopy and it turns out that you are precancerous or that you are cancerous or prone to it, um, does that then call for an immediate change in what you eat and don't eat?
1: Um, it's It's been said, you know, that, yes, reducing your sugar, reducing, like, it could alter your risk, but at that point, really the damage has been done. So once you have a cancer, it's about staging it and treating it appropriately. And all these other auxiliary things that could have been done before really play a limited role.
0: Mm. And th- then what's, what is the next step after that? Uh, do you consult with a dietitian? Do you consult with a specialist? Uh, should you then be categorized as precancerous, prone to cancer, or perhaps even cancerous?
1: If you're cancerous, um, you need to be staged and the cancer needs to be treated appropriately based on its stage. So, going to a dietitian when you have a cancer, it's really not going to alter. The cancer is there, it will then progress and grow and spread and all of those things. Yeah. So, once you have a colonoscopy and um, a diagnosis has been made, that's Conversation should be had with your oncologist to develop a treatment plan for you that's appropriate to your stage.
0: Yeah. And is 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 it hereditary? Are you likely, are you prone to uh, colon cancer should somebody in your familiar line earlier on uh, have had it or would have died from it?
1: Only 5 to 10 percent of colon cancers are hereditary. Um, so you do develop, you do have certain instances. And in, within those 5 percent, you have... Uh, different clinical uh, scenarios, mm. um, which, which could have happened that leads to that, but only 5 to 10% of colon cancers are hereditary. The entire 95% of it are sporadic cancers, Yeah, which means that they're okay by chance.
0: Yeah, let's have a listen at this WhatsApp voice note question.
4: Hi, Oliver. Is the low GFR rating uh, f- uh, from drop from 50 to 46 has anything to do with uh, OBS and uh, constipation? Thank you, Frank.
0: Thank you for that, Frank. Doctor?
1: Um, he's talking about his kidneys. Um, presumably that's the acronym that he's using for GFR, dropping from what it was, from a higher to a lower level. So any, any diarrhea can cause a drop in your, in your um, renal function, and your amount of yeah, renal clearance, particularly
0: if you've got chronic kidney disease. Yeah. Let's have a listen at this WhatsApp voice note. Good day and good day to the doctor. I just want to find out, uh, is there a possibility that you can have cancer of the colon if you eat uh, soil? Like if you eat clay soil, can you by any chance have any type of cancer? Doctor?
1: Um, For one, Eating soil or non-nutritious things, what we call PICA, um, is usually a sign that you might be lacking in some other mineral, iron, or other vitamin or mineral within your body. So it's not normal to be eating soil, which points to usually points to sort of a mineral or iron deficiency, and that would need to be checked by a doctor. So you would have to go consult with your doctor and have a blood test, test done so that you can, you can determine what's causing this deficiency that you have that's making you... Uh, go seek it elsewhere in non-nutritious ways.
0: Mm, mm. uh, just to, again, around the cleansing of the stomach, I've got two questions here. Perhaps we can cadence that uh, as we as we end this. One is from Zolo in the Eastern Cape who asks, if I use Miss Alba for cleaning my stomach, is that fine? Another one asking, a parent asking, if I use a enema, spate, on my child when my child is sick, is that fine? at the moment doctor i understand you to say those things are okay but don't overuse it is that a correct rule of thumb
1: no um I do not go around uh, doing anemias on children um will dehydrate treat them um and cause problems so any form of anemia on a child is not is not advisable at all and anemies in an adult Well, the evidence is not there that they're beneficial in any way. So anecdotally, a lot of people say that after these colonics and enemas, they feel better, they feel lighter, they feel more energetic. There's no real strong evidence to say that these things occur and that they are beneficial in any way or health. So from my stance as a medical uh, professional, I wouldn't advise enemas of any kind.
0: Yeah. And just... uh... Particularly in Yeah, especially, I mean, I'm going to have to call my mom after this and tell her about this because I grew up on those on those animals once every school holiday uh, because that really was perhaps the only way we could get around to do this. Just as a, 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 a final question, uh, doctor, again, when you go to a GP, it's seldomly the case that they'll say to you, hey, let's check your gut health as well. You say at the age of 50 you should consider a colonoscopy. But earlier than that, can you just go and ask your doctor to take a look at your gut health, um, not necessarily an enema, and what would that be?
1: Um, you can. I mean, look what happened to uh, Chadwick Boseman. He was a man in his thirties. Um, you know, the, the thing we we know about these cancers, particularly when race is involved, um, is that they tend to occur earlier in, in certain in. in populations particularly black populations and have worse outcomes so if one has a risk factor family respect particularly you have risk factors uh you're having changes in your bowels you have a family history of, of cancer in your thing i would uh, advocate that people start from the age of 40 doing these things yeah and then going regularly and getting checked out
0: doctor uh, thank you so much for your time this morning dr tula Mulefi uh is a specialist as well as a lecturer at the Department of Medical Oncology at the Steve Biko Academic Hospital at the University of Pretoria. Really, really insightful conversation. I hope you find it useful again. We end the show on a rather sad note. I, I didn't want to start the show on a sad note so because I, I, I really wanted us to have lively conversations, but we end the show on a rather sad note. The passing of jazz extraordinaire songstress Gloria Brossman is a major loss to our country and to Gloria Bossman's family, to her friends, to her colleagues, to her industry peers, my sincerest condolences to you. Rest in peace, Gloria Bossman. Gets
3: much no more. It's much harder to come by. I'm waiting in line. Nobody gets too much as high as a mountain and harder as you climb You and me, boy got a lot of love and store And it flows for you And it flows for me and I love you so
0: Gloria Bosman leaves behind a glorious catalog of music. Oh, my goodness. What sweet memories that song brings back. Rest in peace, Gloria Bosman. It truly is a major loss to the country. That brings us to the end of the show today. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of that, it's a continuation of the book reading, uh, voiced by Karabo Kholeng.